0: Welcome to Behind the Bookshelves. My name is Richard Davis and this Abe Books podcast is dedicated to telling the stories behind books and the people who love them. Today we're going to learn about bookselling in Maine, the northeasternmost U.S. state. Our guest is Steve Powell who runs the Bar Harbor Bookshop on the coast of Maine. He sells us a Mystery Cove bookshop on Abe Books. It appears to my untrained eye that Steve's book-selling business is located in a part of the world known for its outstanding natural beauty, but we're going to learn more now. So welcome, Steve.
1: Thanks, Richard, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Thank you for joining us. So I, I've a little bit of an idea about your bookshop and its location, but can you describe your shop and its location to us, please?
1: Um, our shop uh, is relatively small. We have, um, oh, a fraction of, of what we have online. Um, well, actually, it's in, in some ways a different stock uh, in the shop versus what we have online. Um, we we um, are in Hulls Cove, which is a tiny little hamlet uh, about three miles from downtown Bar Harbor. Uh, we look the, through the front window. You look down on um, Frenchman's Bay, and uh, about 80 miles due east from there is Nova Scotia. Um, the island of uh, Mount Desert is approximately, it's relatively small. It's about 100 square miles Um and has a year-round population of about 10,000. Uh, a little over half of the island is taken up by Acadia National Park, which is the fifth smallest park uh, national park in the country. But this year we had four million vis- visitors uh, to our little island to uh, to Acadia, and it's uh, it is a it is a beautiful spot. Um, the uh, Cadillac Mountain, which is kind of the centerpiece, is the highest point on the Atlantic north of Rio. And uh, the center of the island is split by a um, fjord, the only fjord on the Atlantic coast. Um, so it's a, it's a great place to visit and people have have been coming here for about 150 years.
0: So you're on an island that's connected to the mainland by a
1: by a bridge. Correct. Uh, very not very not very long bridge, uh, and we are oh about um, 60 miles south of Bangor, uh, Maine, which is the uh, the largest city in northern Maine, uh, and about 70 miles up Route One you would run into, uh, well, you'd run out of the United States and you'd be in uh, uh, Canada.
0: Right. So you're close to Canada too. Um, And Bar Harbor,
1: is that a small town? Bar Harbor, uh, I'm not sure what the fraction of that 10,000 people who live on the island uh, is the population of Bar Harbor, but uh, there are, it is the largest town, um on uh, the island and um it is the largest town both uh geographically and population wise um the the other two towns major towns would be um, uh, northeast harbor and southwest harbor Um, they're on opposite sides of the fjord which is some sound which i described earlier Um, and um the chief, chief uh, occupation by the locals would be tourists and fishing, I suppose, uh, with a little bit of science thrown in since we have uh, Jackson Laboratory, which is uh, uh, one of the great cancer research uh, centers in the world, known for its mice mainly, uh, and a small little up-and-coming um, college called uh, College of the Atlantic, which uh, was started about 50 years ago and uh, it's a very nice place to go to school.
0: It hey there, it sounds remarkable. Pro- you're probably one of the more remote booksellers on Abe Books. Um, so why are you the Mystery Cove on Abe Books, but you're the Bar Harbor bookshop for your bricks-and-mortar location?
1: Well, you'd have to blame that on 10,000 Mysteries and um, Jessica Fletcher, I'm afraid. Um, I don't know if you recall, uh, uh, since it was an American television show, not uh, the BBC, uh, uh, Murder, She Wrote, uh, which took place in a a little town called Cabot Cove. Um, And when I opened the bookshop in 2008, I had been at that time a mystery bookseller since 1981. Uh, first as a crime mystery detective, and later I joined forces with um, a gentleman named William Dunn, who was in uh, Meriden, Connecticut, and we became Dunn and Powell Books for a number of years. We did mysteries uh, by mail catalog catalogs. That was largely before the the, uh, the Internet. And so I just, with a large stock of mysteries, I just couldn't resist calling the place Mystery Cove since we were in um, Halls Cove. My wife told me I was an idiot. Finally, uh, the pressure became too great to, uh, to change the name, so I changed it uh, several years ago to um, Bar Harbor Bookshop. Right. Because so many of our customers would come in and and say, oh, I thought you just had mysteries. Uh, So that's that's the the uh, the answer to that um, question.
0: Right. I see. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the actress who played the lead in Murder, She Wrote. Oh, um, we did have it it in England. uh, Oh, gosh. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Um, So, your location—it must. Well, I presume it influences your business. Is it seasonal? I'm thinking you're not getting too many tourists right now in December.
1: No, uh, it—it—it's like a door closing at the end of. uh, um, Well, it used to be the end of October. Now it's more or less the end of November. and uh we do drop our hours back we we continue to do mail order year round um, which is these days i would say just about half of of our total business and um we um so it definitely is a seasonal uh, the, the island as a whole is quite seasonal uh, and always has been um, in the old days it was what locals call the rusticators, who came up from uh, New York and Boston to uh, to rusticate in in the wilderness, but they had their fine hotels and their uh, um, and their palatial uh, houses to uh, um, to retire to at the end of the day, but most of that burned down in the Great Fire of 1947. Um, so it's more um, the average average person rather than, um, uh, uh, the, the more the high ones. rollers that, uh, right. that frequent Bar Harbor these days. Um, although, uh, when I was in the, in the eighties, for instance, I used to run into or see, I didn't run into it, but, uh, uh, people like, uh, Julia Child in the grocery store and, uh, 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 casper Weinberger had a ha, has a place here although he's no longer with us but uh, Martha Stewart lives on the island um, uh, there's a lot of a lot of famous people who have found this to be an interesting place to a rather quiet place to retire not to retire but just to have a place
0: right where does the word rusticate come from I don't think I've ever heard it
1: yeah it's um, I th- Actually, uh, based on some uh, 19th century um, books that I have had on occasion, um, I think it's a name that the the visitors here actually gave themselves uh, because they felt somehow that they were getting back to nature uh, and being rustic, I suppose. And... and, I think enjoyed a little bit of the joke of it, um, although it became much more serious, um, a much more serious matter in the 20s and 30s, or, or teens, 20s and 30s, when the, which was the true golden age of Bar Harbor, uh, with, I mean, dozens of palatial places that. Uh, uh, Oh, um, Evelyn Walsh McLean, who owned the Hope Diamond, uh, had a place here uh, that actually survived the fire until the uh, the nineties. Um, but um, anyway, it's 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 a it's a it's an odd place um, in that in that you have commingling, or at least side by side the the really not too well off and the very, very well off people. Um, uh, and that's still there to a degree, but not like it once was.
0: Right. So when I was browsing through your, your books, I did notice, a, well, I was surprised how many books there were about Maine. Um, I I guess you're used to them now, but is this a speciality for you?
1: Yes. Yes. Um, visitors here uh if if they're enjoying themselves they want to read more and understand more about uh, maine and specifically the island and there's a there's been thousands of books written about uh, mount desert island uh, the the flora the fauna the people the uh, um, uh, you name it um artists there was a school of art in the 19th century uh, um uh that was very very um small and unimportant but was still centered here on uh, the island um and um so it it you know it has had a greater impact generally i think than than its size and population would indicate um, over the years
0: and i'm thinking that fishing hiking and hunting three of the the important topics when it comes to books about maine
1: fishing yes especially hiking yes hunting no uh strictly forbidden here on the island and uh, as far as i know it always has been but um, of course you can go to the mainland and some people uh, plenty of people do hunt and uh As a result of the um, the fact that, for instance, deer are not hunted here and haven't been, um, the um, car to deer deer accident ratio is probably ten times what it is anywhere else that I am familiar with. Um, Sometimes I think uh, week before last there were seven or eight instances of um, of deer car collisions in the police beat, which appears every week in the, uh, our uh, island paper. Um, so hunting, no, but everything else, yes.
0: Okay. I also noticed or learned that there's a, a Maine Antiquarian Booksellers Association, which I wasn't aware of before. So I'm thinking in, in Maine, is there a, a seller community? Do you know the other booksellers that are around the state?
1: Oh, definitely. Um, and I've been a member of that since I started my business in 81. And I think it had just started up at that time the Maine Antiquarian Booksellers Association. But um, in those days, uh, there were book fairs. There was one in Portland. There was one in Brunswick at um, Bowdoin College uh, every year. And it, it attracted not only the the main booksellers, but um, booksellers from um, Massachusetts and New York, Connecticut, uh, uh, I met many, many fine, fine people that way. And, um, and also uh, there were dozens of, of main booksellers. There's fewer now, but on a Saturday afternoon, you could go down route one from here and um, browse eight, ten nice bookshops. and everybody knew everybody else. it was it was a it was a good time. Um, now where the internet has has uh, to some degree isolated us from one another because uh, we don't need each other as much, but still it's it's a friendly, um professional group of people
0: right so when you're looking for inventory does it still come through the door or do you have to go um around the island or perhaps onto the mainline main mainland to find
1: books more and more it comes to us um, i have found that um, uh, having having a bookshop is a tremendous plus in in, 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 in having access to new inventory, uh, because it's a, unlike putting an ad in the paper or in a magazine that you buy books, uh, which I have never done. Um, it, it, you, you have a destination, um, a place where people see you, they drive by every day and, uh, and they think of you when they want to, um, Get rid of some books, or uh, a relative dies, or something like that, or someone uh, needs some money for, for their collection. So it, it it definitely is a is a as an advantage to have a have a shop.
0: Take us back to the uh, the days when you started book selling. I guess it it's eighties. It sounds like. Um, how did it all start for you?
1: Well. Um, as a kid, uh, I was dabbling in book selling even in high school and uh, went to a couple of auctions and I've always had a fascination for books. I've always enjoyed reading books and owning books. And um, after I got out of college, um, I ended up for a few years just outside of New York City and um, with all the hustle and bustle. This was in the seventies and, um, uh, enjoyed all the things you can do in the city. And there were and are some fine stops in, uh, Manhattan, as I'm sure, you know. Um, but in 1980, I just decided to, I, well, actually I came up here one too many times and decided just to chuck it all and, um, and moved to Bar Harbor, which I did uh, in 1981. And in the same year, I simply took some money from my savings and started making the rounds and buying mysteries because I liked mysteries and um, and started my crime mystery detective uh, catalog uh, mail order business um, of mysteries. I advertised in the Armchair Detective and Ellery Queen's Mystery Magazine and um, uh, did the book fairs, you know, the uh, the mystery uh, fairs, uh, uh, met and became friends with people like um, Otto Penzler and um, Peter Stern and my soon to be, or eventually, eventual partner, William Dunn in Connecticut. And uh, in the summertime, I would take off sometimes and range as far south as North Carolina um, in my station wagon, looking for books and uh, I would eventually get back up here and uh, put them all in catalogs over the, over the coming winter. So that went on until um, until about 1990 um, and I had managed to uh, work up a database that allowed Bill Dunn and me to become partners and share a database of our books and not lose track of what we had and what it sold Uh, in two locations and um we did catalogs we started into the uh uh the young internet and um, in uh, 1998 we uh we joined up with abe and um so it's it it was mail order until we just decided we were losing the personal touch because of the internet and we opened the shop in uh, 2008. uh, So that's the the short story of of how I became and uh, uh, how I became a a bookseller.
0: Short story, but quite a long time. That's uh, 40 years in in Bar Harbor. You must be, uh, well, a fixture in the community there.
1: Uh, well, yeah, probably there was there been a couple of articles on me in the, in the local paper, and uh, another reason why everyone was convinced that that we only had mysteries, which uh, was again fuel for my wife's uh, um, surprise that I named it uh, Mystery Cove. But um, at any at any rate, yes, um, and. Um, my wife and others believe that just one day I'll drop dead selling somebody a book, and that'll be an end, uh, <laughs> except she'll be stuck with all the books.
0: right. Um, so looking back over those all those years what's the what's the most expensive uh, mystery book that you've sold?
1: probably uh, at one point in the nineties. We had managed to acquire for a customer in Europe um, a first edition of Fair De Lance in jacket, and I believe that he purchased it for about fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars, which of course now it would be uh, considerably more than that, um, uh, as as uh, as those those books have become increasingly. Uh, Scarcer. uh, So remind me the the author
0: on that one. on Uh,
1: That was the first Nero Wolfe mystery. Right. uh, Rex Stout. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I do see those sell on Abe um, for considerable sums now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Of course, we thought that was a lot of money in in, in 19 uh, whenever that was probably around 1990, I guess. 1990. Well, I was yeah I was partners with Bill, so it would have been probably the early nineties.
0: Yeah, um, I consistently see goodness, things like uh, Dashiel Hammett books selling for large sums. I think what recently, within the last few months, for more than twenty thousand um, dollars, first edition of the Maltese Falcon.
1: The the old authors of the golden age, I think their prices. I can't imagine that they will ever go anywhere but up. Um, the more um, temporary authors, uh, popular at one time, you know, it's, it's the same, not just with mysteries, but with, with any, any subject in, uh, in book collecting. Uh, there's a core value group um, and, and there are those that come and go. The core just keeps getting more and more valuable over the years.
0: Right. So the modern generation of mystery writers, do you see their work being collectible in 20 years' time? I'm thinking of some of like the Scandinavian writers and things like that.
1: Um, I, you know, I don't know, because um, I, don't think, I don't think they'll ever be as collectible. I haven't thought about this much, but I don't think they'll ever be as valuable. Shouldn't say collectible, as valuable as, as say, a Hamlet or a Stout, because there are so many more of them printed now, and because there are so many people preserving copies, um, there weren't that many people collecting seriously books of that nature in. 30s when uh, Fair to Lance was written. And so most of them, the jackets were tossed in the trash or uh, uh, the books went to libraries or rental libraries. You know, stores used to have libraries where they would charge five cents a day to rent a book. And and a large percentage of the publisher's editions went to those places. so I, I don't think I don't think they'll ever be as, as valuable. They can be equally pow, powerful. I mean, equally um, uh, popular and and collectible, but uh, not just not as valuable.
0: The other thing that strikes me about Prime and Mysteries is the appetite, the demand, not not for collectible copies, but just for reading um all of these multitude of authors and the classics as well it just doesn't seem to fade it's it seems as popular as ever
1: no it doesn't and um there's something about the human psyche that that causes us to to desire to read about but heaven forbid we should have to experience these things but but there's a there's a um uh, uh mysterious thrill to uh to reading about um murder and um uh, and dishonest deeds you know there, i think they always happen
0: if you if you consider the fictional murder rate in english country villages he'll be through the roof there'd be hardly anyone left these days
1: yes and um uh, i was reading somewhere the other day that uh, um some author uh, or author scientist scientist in uh, Victorian England was at a hanging, and he ran into Charles Dickens at that hanging. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't, I can't remember exactly who it was, but it was uh, it was interesting to think about those guys hanging out at a hanging. Um, uh, but the morbid uh, desire to know more about that sort of thing has been with with us forever i believe
0: Uh, right yes yeah i'm sure it's not gonna uh, go away all right Uh, a couple more questions i noticed on your internet sites a picture of a bookshop dog is it correct that you have a bookshop dog
1: we don't at this time i'm afraid um, the picture that you refer to was actually of two dogs that were with us at the start and um, died, thankfully, of old age uh, eventually. Uh, the, uh, the Cairn Terrier was named Lord Peter Wimsey, and the <laughs> white um, Maltese was uh, Simon Templer. And uh, they were constant, constant companions of us at the bookshop and uh, got into all sorts of mischief over the years.
0: I bet. I bet. So did you did you really have to go out into the road and shout your dog, Lord Peter, come here, please?
1: Um, no, they were Simon. Uh, Simon and Wimsy were uh, Whimsy. how they were referred to. Um, OK, Simon used to get mad at me and uh, pee on my books on the bottom shelf. Um, he did this only a couple of times, however. Uh, but in areas that he liked to do that, this was at home thinking it's not the bookshop, but uh, I simply had to remove the, sh- the, um, uh, the books from the bottom shelf uh, here because he, he was very secretively uh, vindictive little creature. But <laughs> I loved him. I loved him uh, and I miss him. All right. In fact, okay. he's uh, he's here in the room on a, on the shelf over there, uh, just above the uh, Anthony Trollope books.
0: (laughs) Right, yeah. Okay, uh, my final question is, um, what book or books are you currently reading?
1: Um, At the moment, I'm reading A Talent for Genius um, by Sam Krasner, Kastner, excuse me, and Nancy Schoenberger. It's about Oscar Levant, Uh, and is a fascinating read. And I'm also reading um, The Razor's Edge by Somerset Maugham. I thought I had read this book years ago, but I think I had just seen the movie, um, the uh, Edmund Golding version, uh, not the Bill Murray version. uh, A few times too many because I always enjoyed that movie and I had never read it, but I'm reading it now and enjoying it very much.
0: Lovely, lovely. And you know who the actress is? I remember now. Angela Lansbury.
1: Ah, you're right. You're right. Good for you, Richard.
0: Uh, I could see her face, but I couldn't remember. Uh, All right. Yeah.
1: And, uh, so blame her for the Mystery Cove thing. And if 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 I thought it was feasible, we'd change uh, online. But too many people online know us as Mystery Cove and it doesn't hurt anything to let it go. So if you if you go to mysteryco uh, you'll end up at bar harborbookshop.com and vice versa so.
0: yeah sounds good the the book selling business with two names all right okay that's all we have time for today um, thank you to steve Powell from the bar harbor bookshop in maine
1: Thank you very much, Richard, for, for inviting me. It's been a pleasure, and it's, I hope someday we get to meet in person.
0: I would love that. I would love to come to Maine sometime. Uh, you can find Steve's books for sale on Abe Books under the uh, Mystery Cove bookshop. Um, thanks for listening. My name's Richard Davis, and you've been listening to an Abe Books podcast, and we'll see you all again
1: soon.